Not a bad bit of rescuing, huh? You know, sometimes I amaze even myself. That doesn't sound too hard. They let us go. It's the only explanation for the ease of our escape. Easy? You call that easy? They're tracking us. Not this ship, sister. At least the information on R2 is still intact. What's so important? What's he carrying? The technical readouts of that battle station. I only hope that when the data's analyzed, a weakness can be found. It's not over yet. It is for me, sister. Look, I ain't in this for your revolution, and I'm not in it for you, princess. I expect to be well paid. I'm in it for the money. You needn't worry about your reward. If money is all that you love, then that's what you'll receive. The ship's almost finished. Two or three more things, and we're in great shape. The sooner the better. Something's wrong here. No one has seen or knows anything about Pedro. He's been gone too long to have gotten lost. Relax. I'll talk to Lando, see what I can find out. I don't trust Lando. Well, I don't trust him either. He is my friend. Besides, we'll soon be gone. And then you're as good as gone, aren't you? Hey, what's going on? Nothing. I, I just want to be alone for a little while. Nothing? Come on, tell me, what's going on? I can't tell you. Could you tell Luke? Is that who you could tell? I... Welcome, everyone, from across the universe to the Wampa's Lair Podcast. Star Wars is for everyone, so pull up a chair, get comfortable, and join the conversation with your hosts, Carl LeClaire and Jason Hunt, here in the Wampa's Lair. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Wampa's Lair podcast. This is episode number 486, Top 5 Han and Leia Moments. I'm, as always, one of your hosts, Jason Hunt, and with me, the Luke Skywalker to my Chewbacca, Han and Leia once removed, we have <laughs> Carl LeClaire. Oh, I love that, Jason. What a fun, nifty one. That's a that's a good one. I was wondering where you take this. I'm... I thought it'd just be the typical, like, Honda my layer or something, but no, you made it fun. <laughs> I, I, I decided to do it once removed and make us just, you know, Leia, or, uh, you know, Luke and, and Chewie. It's, they're, they're right on the outside of Han and Leia. They sure book ending. Yes. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> um, yeah, it, you know, reading Princess and the Scoundrel uh, just a few weeks back and talking about it with Mary Lara couple weeks ago and just uh re-listening to the audiobook i've been thinking a lot about han and leia and i was like jason can we do a, a top han and leia moments um episode and I, I was glad that you were down because uh there's just so many good han and leia moments um yeah and I'd... and i'm looking forward to talking about some of them and any excuse to do another wampa's lair uh top five list is always a good excuse so uh, <laughs> yeah, I couldn't couldn't agree more. And uh, and but in in rare Wampa's Lair form, we're actually not going to have any honorable mentions on this one. Um, we we kept it to a to a tight five list. Um, so without further ado, Jason, let's just dive right into the story of Han and Leia. And uh, I'm going to invite you to to kick it off. I'd, I'd love All to right. know what is your number five. My number five, and here's the interesting thing. Um, in making my list, I discovered that just reading uh, The Princess and the Scoundrel, my list has changed. Uh, like, Excellent. Not necessarily the moments per se, but the order of the moments. Mm. Because my number five, if we had made this list like two or three months ago, probably would have been my number one. Wow. Um, 
Yeah. Wow. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna go all the way to uh, the Empire Strikes Back, frozen corridors of Hoth, uh, <laughs> where uh, Han talks about Leia expressing his true feelings for him, and Leia <laughs> gives the iconic diss of Star Wars: "Why you stuck up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder?" And of course, Ooh, I always love the fact looking. that. Yes, that Han gets offended at the idea that he's scruffy looking and not that he's stuck up half-witted or a nerf herder. So, um, <laughs> but yes, that whole scene, in, I don't know where you get your delusions, laser brain, Chewie laughing at Han, you know, all of that. It's just one of my favorite scenes uh, in The Empire Strikes Back because it's funny um and and lighthearted and we get to see Han and Leia kind of just going at each other even though we know they really care about each other and they're just not being completely honest with each other at this point or themselves at this point um but i've always loved this moment uh it's one of my mom's favorite lines i got her a mug back in the day that had leia on it that said well, you stuck up half with a scruffy looking nerf herder on it. So yeah, <laughs> this line is like in my, my Hanalea lexicon just perpetually. So it had to make it on my list and it probably would have been a lot closer to the top of my list if we had made this, you know, like I said, two or three months ago, but right now it's my number five. Love it. I love it. That's uh, that moment's not on my list, but I was, as I was putting mine together, I was like, I feel like Jason might have this one. And um, I also really enjoy that scene for the humor of it. Um, and it just so much of the early moments do not inlay an empire that moment to the moment of them arguing in the hallway when he says he's leaving. Um, mm-hmm. It just reminds me of kids like young kids on the playground. You're right. Like they like each other, but they're fighting because they don't know how to admit that they like each other. Right. Um, right. It's like the, the the little boy pulling her hair and then she's, you know, screaming and throwing, you know, clods of dirt at him and all this stuff. It's, you know, it's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, so much of the, so much of their dynamic is uh, for, for whatever reason, they're falling for each other. And I think they kind of hate that. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that's what we're getting in a lot of these early moments in empire is there, there's just kind of this like begrudging, like, Oh, I can't stand you. Like even him, like saying, I'm going to leave. It's just like, it's almost like he's saying it to like, just get under her skin. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And in, and in this moment, you know, he's all like, it's a reason for him to brag again. Like, Oh, I guess I can't, you know, I, uh, nobody's allowed to leave. I guess you're managed to keep me around a little while, your highness, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's all him trying to show off. And yeah, it's, it's, it's just such good, good um, banter between the two of them for sure. Yeah. The, the the Han and Leia banter is some of the best banter in Star Wars. You know, mm-hmm. no yeah. no ifs ands or buts about it. And this is this is the cream of the crop, in my opinion, uh, yeah. for that. Yeah, so. for sure. Well, what about you? What's your number five, Carl? Well, my number five goes uh, actually back to A New Hope, um, in the cockpit of the Falcon after they've escaped the Tie Fighter sentries. And we get this great moment between Han and Leia uh, arguing about um, what they're in this for. And um, I love the way it kind of starts with, you know, Han is just such a braggart. And, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of times when people are really cocky like that, it's usually based in an insecurity. And I think that's true for Han to some degree, but I also think he really thinks he's good at stuff. (laughs) And, uh, and it just borderlines on cocky, like his confidence, right? Anybody in the world who tends to be very confident, they always kind of walk that tightrope of just looking very self-assured and being cocky. Han, in this moment, has no problem being cocky. Like, sometimes I amaze even myself. <laughs> Love Leia's, that yeah. doesn't sound so hard. <laughs> like, it's right. just like putting him right into his place. Also, like a quick like reminder of like, Leia has seen lots of stuff. She has been around... Lots of incredible people now, especially thinking about that line in light of her experiences with Ben Kenobi. Um, you know, she's seen some pretty wild stuff. What Han just did yeah. taking out a couple TIE fighters isn't anything to write home about in her book. <laughs> yeah. 
and and Rogue One, you know, the events yep. the Battle of Scarif happened, you know, just days, days ago. Before, yeah. So she saw yes. you know, the Hammerhead Corvette take down a Star Destroyer. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. she's seen some, some things. amazing things. Um, but the thing that I really enjoy about this is because it's almost like it, what 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 causes the friction to be so powerful in the scene is when Leia calls into question Han's sense of assuredness. So, and what I mean by that is Han is like, you know, we're safe now. We're on this ship. She's like, you know, they're tracking us. Not this ship, sister, right? Like he's so confident about the Falcon and its abilities. And uh, when Leia's like makes the comment about, um, you know, that's the reason for the ease of our escape. If you watch, uh, I was just rewatching these clips obviously today. And if you watch the way Harrison acts this particular moment, it's really brilliant when she says, you know, the ease of our escape, he almost looks pissed off. Like he's like easy. You call that easy. Like again, I feel like in a sense, like his masculinity has just been challenged and he's got no room for that. Like, you know, it's Leia has called into question, everything that he holds to be true about himself. Um, And I don't think she does it. She's doing it flippantly to kind of just put him in his place, but he really takes offense at it. Um, And it really gets under his skin. And I think in a weird way, that's also partly attractive to Han because I feel like for the last decade since Kira, probably he hasn't had any sort of meaningful relationships outside of Chewie. So when somebody can get under his skin so quickly, I think in a weird way, it's also attractive to him. Um, And it also this scene ends by just reminding us of the priorities of these two characters and almost trying to say like, hey, look, they're not really compatible, but are they? Which essentially, right? (laughs) Han's not in this for you. I ain't in this for you or no revolution. I expect to be well paid. Leia's in this for a cause. Like she actually thinks Han might be into it. It's not over yet. It is for me, sister. Like he's done. He's he's done what he was paid to do. He's done. Um, so it's a little scene that right from the get go kind of establishes their archetypal characters. She is, you know, she is the white knight who fights for the good cause. He's the scoundrel <laughs> um, who who fights to survive and, you know, just stay alive for himself. Uh, so it kind of establishes the differences b- between these characters. And yet there's still this weird attraction. So um, that's my first moment. Yeah. Well, that's great because it's my number four, Carl. Mm. So, <laughs> uh, and, and I, I look at this scene a little bit differently. You know, obviously there's, you know, there's all that great stuff that you talked about, you know, the banter and, you know, how how she's almost giving him a bit of a wake up call uh, about the ease of the escape and and all that stuff because you know Hans had interactions with the Empire we get this you know the idea of this and and we've we've kind of seen a little bit of that with Solo obviously he was in the Empire for a hot minute um, they had to take the you know the Kessel Run that shortcut through the Kessel Run. Because the Empire was, you know, blocking the escape. So he's had some runs with the Empire. But, you know, Leia's literally like, there was an entire planet-sized battle station and they only sent four ties after us. That This was easy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, there, there is that. But the moment that I really want to to key in on is because I think this is... This is the scene where Han Han has definitely been very open and honest with everyone about the fact that this is a job for him. Mm-hmm. Like he's here to do this job. He better be paid for it because this is more than he bargained for. Uh and once he's done with the job, he's out. Like that's it. I don't want to see you guys again. You've caused me more trouble than this is worth. Um but this is the scene where Leia kind of starts planting the ideas of, are you sure this is all you want? Mm. Because, you know, he, he, he says, I'm in it for the money. I'm not in, you know, I'm not in it for the, your revolution. I'm in it for the money. And just, if money is all you love, then that's what you'll receive. And she, you know, stalks out and, you know, gives the parting comment to Luke about, 
you know, your friend is quite a mercenary. I wonder if he cares about anything or anybody. And then, you know, walks off. And as she's leaving the cockpit, before Luke settles in and, and you know, we transition into the more humorous side of the conversation, Han is kind of stunned. Like, mm. the, Harrison's been great in this whole scene. His reactions in this scene are great. He kind of sitting back there stunned, kind of staring at the controls uh, or out the viewport like, huh, is that all I want? You know? Mm. And, I, and I think... I think the wording that she uses is key because it's not if money is all you want, then that's what you'll receive. She says if money is all all you love. Yeah. Yeah. You love. And that kind of brings the whole concept of love into Han's brain. Mm. He's like, you know, is there anything I love? Like, have I, have I been reduced to just loving money? You know, I feel like that's kind of the idea. And, and I think that that's a key pivotal scene for the two of them in their relationship, but also for Han in particular, as, you know, and is probably one of the, you know, the inciting reasons to why he ends up coming back at the end of the movie. Um, you know, it's that little seed that Leia plants in his brain and it comes back and pays off. Um, and so, of course, he has, you know, he's in debt to her. Uh, for for broadening his horizons, shall we say, um, but also it's her fault that he ends up wrapped up in the rebels and has to be you know frozen in carbonite and so you know taken to Jabba the Hutt and all that stuff too. So you know there is that aspect. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I I like the idea that this is kind of the moment. Um, one of the moments where Han really starts considering is there more to what he wants in life than just making money, doing smuggling runs. I love that. That's, uh, that's such a great insight, Jason <laughs> Keenan on the, if that's all you love, that's, that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, Cause you're right. When she does stock off with those kind of retorts and then, you know, kind of bashes him to his to behind his back but to his face to Luke. You're right. right, like it is. He's just kind of sitting there and there is a a brief moment of like you almost feel his loneliness. Um mm-hmm. you know, and while Leia doesn't necessarily as we can gather later on doesn't seem to have a lot of really close interpersonal connections. She's so busy with the cause that I don't know that she herself actually deeply loves any particular individuals, maybe besides Bale and Breha, um, mm-hmm. you know, she is still invested in this huge community. So she is always surrounded by people that she cares for and that care for her. Whereas Han, yeah, he's kind of by himself other than Chewie. Um, right. So that's a great point. I really like that. Yeah. Um, well, what's your what's your number four? My number four um, is actually it will go into Empire, and it's probably one of the most iconic Han and Leia moments, which is of course the "I love you, I know," um, as he's about to be put into carbonite. Um, you know, for it, it, I was surprised that this wasn't higher on my list, but then I was also thinking about it, and it's like, no, like sometimes these scenes that are just so big and quoted they like just don't mean as much like the i the i am your father you know like that's never really hit hard for me because i knew that before i saw the movie like you know so things like that never hit quite the same way um but that said like it's obviously a huge moment for them um right because it's in this moment where you see the cost that Han and Leia are both paying with their commitment to each other. Han kind of throwing his lot in with Leia because he actually does have a strong affection for her. That's why he doesn't go off in the three years between A New Hope and Empire to repay Jabba, right? I mean, he probably had the money, uh, but he doesn't. He doesn't go back and just clear that debt. Instead, he just sticks around eking it out with the rebellion because he wants to be around Luke and Leia. Um, Right. So... 
it all kind of comes to a head here in this moment. And as I was thinking about it and, and t- writing down a few notes today, what came to mind, oddly enough, was a line from the Joker in the Dark Knight when he's <laughs> he's talking to one of the cops in the interrogation room after Batman and Gordon have like left to try to rescue Harvey Dent and Rachel. And the Joker says, in their last moments, people show you who they really are. Um, implying like right before I killed your friends with a knife, like I, I could tell you which ones were cowards, right? Like it's a very, I mean, yeah. it's a very powerful scene in that movie. Um, but in an interesting way, there's, there is like some truth in that statement that like it, people that are on the cusp of, of death that know that they're on the cusp of death, right? Like whether it's possibly the, you know, a terminal illness or, you know, something dramatic, like in war, you know, sometimes there's this clarity that just overtakes people and, they're compelled to share that clarity. And I think in some ways that's what's going on in this moment with Han and Leia is as Han is pulled away from her to potential death, um, she can't help but express to him what what is really true for her. Um, and it's pretty much, I think you can probably say besides again, maybe, I mean, not be, besides Bale and Breha, I doubt she's ever said, I love you. And, you know, to another person, certainly not that way. And right. Like we all know the behind the scenes of the, I know, right? Like, it, Oh, it's just, it wasn't in the script. It was just kind of an improv between Kirshner and, and Harrison. But at the end of the day, I think the reason it is so perfect for the story of Han and Leia is because it allows Han to kind of hold on to that, you know, kind of brash cocky side. Um, but it's also an affirmation to Leia that, if he does in fact perish here, I know how you felt about me and, you know, and, and I'm okay with what's happening right now. Right. Like there's nothing, there's nothing they can do in that moment to free him anyway. Right. Like Chewie's, Chewie's futile attempts would have gotten no further. Right. Like he would eventually just been shot to death. (laughs) Um, right. So Han really saves Chewie's life too, in this moment. Um, but, uh, regardless of all of that, in this moment, it's it's Han affirming to Leia that everything that they, that he has now suffered in the last day on Cloud City, he's okay with all of that because it allowed him to be with her and for them to be honest about how they felt. Um, and of course, and it's in this moment that Leia is asserting herself in a whole new way. Um, she's allowing herself a personal attachment, you know? Um, she's allowing herself to to be in love with someone rather than just something, aka the rebellion. Um, yeah. So it's a beautiful moment in that regard. Yeah. No, it's it's a great scene. It's it's also not on my list. Um, but yeah, it, it is one of those things. Like like you said, it, it's so iconic that you know sometimes these iconic scenes scenes are just so big that my reaction is to be like, all right, well, what's some of the other things, mm-hmm. you know, like that, that's just the way my brain goes. Um, but you're right. It is a great scene and it is, and it is iconic for a reason. Um, you know, it's, it's Leia's first time willingly being personally vulnerable. Um, and she's trusting Han with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Han, Han hasn't necessarily said it out loud, but he hasn't, you know, he he hasn't been subtle about his feelings and affections for Leia. You know, uh, I think she's been trying, kind of denying it a lot of the movie on and off. You know, she, come on, you you don't want me to leave because of how you feel about me. Yes, of course you're a natural leader. No, that's not it. Come on, come on. You know that all of that. And now finally she says, I love you. And he goes, I know, you know, like, <laughs> and while yes, it, it, it is, you know, it is a little cocky in that Han Solo way. It's also very tender um, because it, she's saying this because she's afraid she'll never see him again. And that if she doesn't say it, it will, it will tear her apart, you know, for the rest of her, her life is, that's what she's afraid of. And so she says it and he goes, I know. And, and that's almost his way of like trying to release her from 
any sort of guilt mm. of holding on to that. And I feel like if he had said, I love you too, that would have almost been worse for her mm. because then she would have had to carry that knowing that there's a possibility she'll never see him again, you know? And yeah. so I think his, I know, and I think we've talked about this a while back is simultaneously a, a, an affirmation of how they feel about each other, but also a way that he can protect her uh, a little bit from the unknown of what's about to happen. So uh, I think it's a great scene. And, uh, you know, like I said, it's iconic for a reason. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So. Um, well, what is your number three? My number three uh, builds off of my number four. Of course, my number four being the scene of Han and Leia in the Falcon in A New Hope. My number three is sort of the culmination of what was started there uh, in Return of the Jedi when Han volunteers to lead the strike team. Mm. Uh, you know, Leia says, if money is all you love, then that's all you receive. Well, he's changed in uh, quite a bit. Um to the point where now he is bought all into this family that came to rescue him from Jabba. Uh, and he's going to do everything he can to help them out so much so that he volunteers to lead the rebel strike force behind Leia's back without her knowing, you know, <laughs> he didn't consult her. Uh, he didn't say, Hey, you think this is a good idea? He's like, no, I'm going to do that. And then didn't tell her until, uh, Maydine asked if if he had a command crew ready for the the shuttle. <laughs> so, um, and if you watch Leia's reaction while he's you know talking to Maydine and Chewie starts volunteering, she's just like amazed. She's ta- she's taken aback uh, and and gets you know that amazed reaction, and finally like you can see a smile slowly spreading across her face um, as she, you know, is obviously very proud and, and happy of, of what he's done here. So uh, I think that moment, it's a small moment, but, and this is a moment that in light of uh, the princess and the scoundrel made it onto my list, I think, definitely probably higher than it would have been just a couple months ago. So I, wow, that's so cool. I mean, I never thought about how that moment is, is a, is a Han and Leia moment. Like I always think of that Mm -hmm. as a Han moment, but it's a Han moment that's informed by his relationship with Leia, right? Like that's, that's not Han Solo. If it's not Leia, that makes, that makes him, but makes him, he falls in love with her. And then by extension, what she's also in love with, with the thing she's in love mm-hmm. with. Right. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And it's, I love the way you've connected these two points. Like that is that, I mean, I don't have much to add. I, I just want to reiterate yeah. how b- brilliant that is. It's just, this is yeah. the culmination of that. It's the payoff. Yeah. And, and that's what makes the moment great uh, for me is that this is the payoff. And Han has transitioned from a person who was very selfish and self-centered to someone who is, much more selfless and willing to, you know, potentially sacrifice for a cause that, uh, you know, is important to the people around him. Yeah. That's great. I I love that you have that on here is, is a Han and Leia moment. That's so good. So thank you. Yeah. Well, what about you? What's, what's your number three? My number three is a moment directly from princess and the scoundrel. And that's, I mean, after reading the book, I was like, I want to, want to do a Han and Leia moment episode just because I won't want to make sure I really hit this moment again. And of course we talked about it just a few weeks ago uh, when we did our review of the book. Um, but it's, it's the wedding scene on Endor. Mm-hmm. It's their wedding. Um, and, and the first thing, I mean, that kind of just stands out to me is as I read many, because I think the wedding takes place over three, three or four chapters. Like it's not like, again, I, we, I made the quip when we were we had Mary Lara on to talk about the book. You know, in courtship of Princess Leia, the Legends book about how they get married. The wedding itself is only a page, not even a full page of text. Yeah. In Beth Revis's story, it's like several chapters long. Um, 
and and it's because she develops their character so much in that. And what I really love about the wedding scene, first and foremost, is that it is on Endor and that it's in this like sacred uh, blessed tree of the Ewok village. Like, so there's, there's this sacredness to their ceremony. Um, the visuals she paints to it, the way that the, the, the space is decorated, the way that Logre's helmet is decorated, uh, you know, the, the, th- the things they tie around their wrists and the firefly type creatures that are flying all about. There's something magical as you close your eyes and, and read parts of that scene, like you can see yourself in it, which again, I think good Star Wars authors can do do this very well, paint beautiful images with just their words. And I think Beth, Beth Rivet, Beth Revis has done that. Um, but I, I love that they choose to get married in the context of this story, because much of the beginning of the book for Leia is really struggling with the fact that Darth Vader is her biological father. Um, and uh, when I get to my top moment, this 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 book helped me love this moment even more. Um, but I'll, I'll hold off, obviously, for, for right now. Um, but Leia is so worried about telling Han, you know, this truth. And when mm-hmm. she does, Han's just like, OK, right? Like he doesn't doesn't hold it against her. He's not mad about it. Um, and they're them choosing to be married. And again, these are all, this, this is me paraphrasing Beth Revis's point, but they understand in light of the war they're just coming out of in light of the, the battles that are still ahead. There's such an impermanence to life, right? Like life is always changing and there's always a risk in life, but they have found in one another, this safe place, this sanctuary, this place to call home. Um, Mm -hmm. and their wedding provides an instance of permanence in the impermanent galaxy. And it's something that they'll always be able to hold on to. Um, so I really love that wedding scene. And I also love that they understand that they are profoundly different people in a lot of ways still, right? You know, Han has certainly given himself to the cause in light of his relationship with Leia, but at the end of the day, he comes from a very different place and the way he operates in the world is different than she will. And yet they know that they are drawn to each other. And this is, I put this in my notes. I call this the intangible. And this is the thing I use in the world of dating all the time. Because like when I go out on a date and I'm just not feeling connected to somebody, I call it the intangible. Like it's just not there. It's, it's that thing which you cannot name. It's just the thing that you feel. And I think that's what I love about this wedding scene is that they choose to do this because that thing that they feel, that intangible, is so profoundly strong between them that they know they want to unite it forever if they can. Um, so I, I just really love um, love that this scene and the way it plays out. Um, and, you know, ultimately their their decision to be married, their decision to be married right out, right right on the kind of cusp of all the joy of their victory at Endor is because again, they want to capture that, that, that feeling and hold on to it for the struggle that life will hold ahead of them. And they understand that by being together, they'll, they'll have a fuller, richer life. Um, so yeah, I, again, that this moment in the book, it's just, it's, it makes all of this stuff really make sense. Like Beth Revis gives us what's going on in the heads and the hearts of these two characters and why they are drawn to each other rather than just like the simple, well, like, yeah, they, that's just what happens. It's the princess and the scoundrel, but she really makes us feel it um, and makes it such a beautiful moment. So that is why it's my number three. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a, a great sequence. Um, you know, it's, it's, you know, beautifully described. There's some very, you know, impactful moments that are written in. And then it's just very, you know, it's one of those things where you just feel happy when it, when it all happens, like it, it, the, the joy and the, the contentment and the happiness is palpable as you either read it or listen to it. Um, And, and it is just, you know, that kind of beautiful uh, moment that, uh, you know, a wedding is when you when you go and you know the people are are just right for each other. You know, and you know, no matter what kind of differences they may have, you know, no matter what different uh, backgrounds they may have, uh, 
you know, different way of doing things. Opposites do attract, you know, that is, <laughs> is part of life. And, you know, in many cases, Han and Leia are opposites, but there's also other cases where they line up very, very well. And that mixture of oil and water that each of them has in their own personality melds together in a way uh, that, you know, that works very well. And uh, the, the wedding scene in that book is beautifully illustrates all of that and, and gives us uh, a very heartwarming and heartfelt, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Sealing of that commitment to each other. So, Mm, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's it's a good one. Um, so what, what is your number two? Oh, man, we're getting down to the final two. Uh, we're we're going to stick in Return of the Jedi, um, which is shouldn't be a surprise for me. Uh, <laughs> but we're going to go to early on in the movie uh, when when Leia releases Han from Carbonite and uh, he, you know, he asks who are you? And we finally, you know, Leia reveals herself, um, takes off the Bosch helmet and reveals herself as someone who loves you. And the just intense relief mm-hmm. that Han exhibits in that, you know, when he says Leia, you know, it, it's, it's a combination of like, number one, the last moment he remembers is I love you. I know. And now he's waking up, you know, blind in a strange place, uh, probably other, you know, symptoms of hibernation sickness that he's still, you know, working through and, and, you know, getting over a strange person around him. And finally there's something to, to hold on to. And it's Leia and, you know, and it's someone who loves you and the, just the intense, relief of of him saying Leia and and letting himself be taken care of by her in that moment is is just such an intensely you know beautiful scene in my opinion um you know it, it is just a moment because obviously it's interrupted um mm-hmm. but it's it's nice to have just that you know that acknowledgement that what happened the last time they saw each other is still real for both of them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually really glad you put this on your list because it's not on mine. Um, it definitely would have been close to a top five. And uh, just even thinking about it, just as I was listening to you talk about it, just thinking about in the way, who are you? That's always a huge question in Star Wars, right? Like these statements mm-hmm. of identity, it's such a central part of Star Wars. I am a Jedi like my father before me. You know who I am. I'm Jyn Erso, daughter of Galen and Lyra, right? Like yes. these, these, these statements of, of identity, it's, it's an integral part of Star Wars. Um, and I've ne- actually just hearing you start talking about this, I kind of just heard that line in a whole new way. This is a huge, this is a huge statement for Leia, you know, um, someone who loves you. That's, that's not the Leia from a few years prior. Right. Um, and again, not to say that she was incapable of loving somebody, but I don't think she allowed herself to love somebody this intensely. Right. And the fact that this is a Leia who leaves the rebellion to go rescue an individual, like this is a whole new Leia. Um, you know, it's. It's very different. And, and honestly, like as I think about it even a little more, maybe I'm just digging too hard. <laughs> um, but maybe she's even recalling the example of Ben Kenobi, right? He he had a mission that he was faithful to on Tatooine. But when this individual was in trouble, he kind of steps aside from his assigned task to to save this one person, right? So maybe she's even recalling some of that um, from her earlier life. Um, but all the, all the same, yeah. her saying someone who loves you she's she's taken on a whole new identity for herself she's not just general leia senator organa she is a person who has now allowed herself to fall in love 
Um, mm-hmm. And like you said, the way you harped on it, the Han's relief of Leia is so good. And this is actually this is always a scene that that sticks in my mind from the Return of the Jedi novel um, by I think it's James Kahn. Um This is a great little moment because part of me always wonders like. Is Leia kind of screwing with Han a bit? Like, why doesn't she take the mask off right away? Like, he's blind. He's kind of terrified. But in the novel, it talks about when he touches her mask, he assumes it's Boba Fett. Um, he assumes, like, oh, great. It's somebody who's relief- released me just to toy with me some more, right? Um, mm-hmm. And that always that's just always stuck with me that, like, Han's terror really escalates when, like, he's very nervous and confused when he hears the voice. But then when he touches the mask his terror kind of elevates. And that's, it's really cool how it's written in the novel. Um, so that's always stuck with me, but yeah, like in, in this moment, it's like, is Leia just having a good time with him? You have hibernation sickness. Your eyesight will return yeah. in time. <laughs> like, you know, and then, you know, it's like, okay, good. I've got him pee in his pants. Now I'll let him, now I'll let him feel safe. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, it's, uh, that's such a great moment. I'm so glad it's on your list. Yeah, it it was one of those things, you know, like I said, making my list today, uh, I surprised myself. You know, there, there's definitely some moments, some, you know, that that are, are true Jason moments. But then there's some other ones that really kind of surprised me. And like I said, it really is all due to The Princess and the Scoundrel. Like that mm. book did a lot to develop the relationship between Han and Leia. So when we're looking at the two of them together... Um, it's heavily influenced how I look back at some of these moments from the movie, the movies. So, yeah. but what about you? What's your number two? Well, we're going to go into the, uh, beautiful city of, of, in the clouds. Um, and it's the moment, uh, when, uh, Leia says, well, then you're as good as gone. Aren't you that little scene before they are betrayed by Lando? Um, love it. Love the, the Leia is so keyed up. She's so anxious. You know, nobody knows where three PO is what's going on here. Han, you know, comes into the room, typical Han swagger, not a care in the world. Um, and for saying that, you know, like I don't trust when Leia is like, I don't trust Lando. Well, I don't trust him either, but he is my friend. You know, the, there's yeah. something about Han's body language says, yeah, he may not trust him, quote, quote, but um, he sure seems pretty relaxed here. Like he does not feel like he's in danger. And what's so a couple of things that stand out to me about this is first off, what and the thing that I find most beautiful about it and, and quite sweet is the fact that in response to this tense, anxious Leia, Han is just simply somebody who relax, puts his hands on his shoulders, gives her a, a tender little forehead kiss and provides this sense of calm like he's very at ease he feels safe and he wants leia to feel safe too right he's mm-hmm. he's offering something to her that she's lacking right now she's all keyed up on anxiety but on the flip side leia is somebody who's been so used to being on the run and being hunted for the, so much of her life her young life that she's aware of some warning signs that Han seems to be totally oblivious about because he is so relaxed. He's so at ease. Like, oh, I'm with my old buddy. This place is great. There's gambling. I got a beautiful lady with me. Like, he doesn't seem to have a care in the world. He's missing it. And there's actually a line in the radio drama um, after they get betrayed when he's when he's in the cell and he's confessing to Leia after, after he's been tortured and everything that he's like, you know, boy, I you know, something's something's wrong. Normally I would have picked up on stuff like this and Leia's responses. I guess that's what you get hanging around, hanging around all us idealists, right? Like, so there's, (laughs) there's almost this like understanding that Han does kind of, he kind of misses some warning signs because he's just so infatuated with Leia. Um, so I love that he's trying to provide some sense of calm to her, but at the same time, he's, he's also not really listening to her. She's, she is trying to provide some sense of warning that he's just not, He's just not making space for. Um, But what also is great about it is I do love that closing line of dialogue. And part of the reason I love it is because as a kid, Jason, this was a line I never understood when she says, well, then you're as good as gone, aren't you? I was just like, I don't I don't get that. Like, I just didn't understand it as a kid. But it's because, like, Mm -hmm. it's just simple, right? Like, he's been very clear that he's leaving the rebellion. He's going to go square his debts. 
The only reason he's here right now is because he promises to get Leia to safety, you know, after the Battle of Hoth. So once the Falcon is repaired, he's going to drop her at the rendezvous point and then move on with his life. So when Leia says that, there's this, there's just such a note of sadness, a, a, a sense of impending loss. Like, mm-hmm. okay, great. Well, even if all the warning signs I'm picking up on are false and we're going to be okay. Are we going to be okay? Cause like, damn it. That means you're leaving. Right. And I just love the way she delivers that line. And then the way Irvin Kirshner chooses to like, just have that close up of Han's face and it just drops like, like he doesn't know what he's probably going to do. Right. Like he was so adamant that he's got to go pay off Jabba, but now he's not so sure, you know? So I just, I love that. I love that. I love that that sensibility of impending loss. And I think part of the reason I like that so much is I struggle saying goodbye to friends. <laughs> like my goodbyes, whenever I'm at like gatherings, they usually take about a half hour to 45 minutes. Um, and, uh, and I have a lot of friends who are also not good at goodbyes. Um, and I think the reason that a lot of people just aren't is because there's just that impending sense of loss, right? Like, yes, you're going to pro- like a lot of times, like we're fine. We're going to see each other again, probably in a couple of days, but like, I think there's just something very human about like when you're really connected to somebody and you feel that kind of impending loss, even if it is just temporary, like it just, it just makes you sad. And I love for Leia, there is this like uncertainty of like, all right, well, if if all goes well here and then we just go back, what does that mean for our future? And there's a sadness in that for her. Um, and, and Han's aware of that. And Han also is now having to feel, feel that too now granted they don't have long to to deal with that feeling because they're about to get (laughs) betrayed but at the same time um that's why i really love this moment i i think it's it's really good because everything they've encountered while on the run here they've they have finally allowed themselves to feel what they have felt for each other clearly for a little while now and now Mm -hmm. this sense of like possibly moving on without each other is kind of it's just it's sad so um, yeah i love this little moment yeah it's a good one it's it's not one that even crossed my mind uh so i'm glad it's on here because it's it's making me look at this uh differently um but you're right that 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 line of you know then you're as good as gone aren't you and it's and normally that would have been like a dig they would have like would have like used that as a as a barb to jab at han but it was it the way she says it is it's a resignation mm. and there's a resignation to it and i think that hurts han more than anything because it's like oh geez now now i feel bad about this like yeah. if she is yeah. if she said well then you're as good as gone aren't you you know and just like you know like flip that at him like it was the bird or something you know uh then he was like well yeah i am and that would have been it uh, you know <laughs> that would have that would have just escalated and we'd have had another blow up like in the the caverns of hot you know but you know she she says it in a you know quiet kind of you know very it's so such so much resignation to it like it's like it's a problem it's it's not a problem it's 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 a disappointment it's it's sad you know she's going to miss him mm-hmm. and and now he has to realize that maybe he's going to miss her too. Mm-hmm. And, and of course that all leads up into, I love you. I know just a few scenes later. Um, but yeah, it is a great moment. It, it's, it's great writing because it, it's slowly building up to that, that iconic moment that we talked about earlier. But this is, this is that, that step right before that. Um, that we really get to see them kind of have a moment together where it's like, if they'd had the opportunity, if they didn't get interrupted, maybe they would have talked more about it. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, yeah, that's a great moment. It's yeah. a great little scene. Well, I am super curious what your number one is. <sighs> well, you everybody knows I love Return of the Jedi, so we're going to stay here one more time. <laughs> Um, and, and we're going to hit the end sitting there, uh, in the ferns of Endor (laughs) as the Death Star explodes. And, uh, you know, we get that great moment of, of Han, you know, trying to reassure Leia that, 
that Luke wasn't on there and, you know, she uses the forces. He wasn't. I can feel it. And Han goes, oh, missed a year. There's a lot there that I don't know. And she's moved on from me. Uh, and he, you know, he tries to be the big man about it. And he says, look, I won't get in the way. And Leia has to reassure him. That, oh, no, no. He's my brother. And that doesn't make any sense to Han. And so she has to kiss him. Yeah, right. (laughs) She has to kiss him to make him understand what she means, that he's still the man in her life. Um, And honestly, it's one of my favorite cinematic kisses of all time because the look of realization and (laughs) uh, happiness that just spreads across his face as she kisses him, because he's not kissing back that first one at all. He, he he's kind of like a limp fish uh and but that that realization and that that joy and that happiness and that excitement that he that crosses his face as he realizes that this is all still happening for him is one of my favorite expressions <laughs> that I ever get out of Han ever um and of course that they, they you know, they celebrate again and Wicket interrupts and it's wonderful and adorable. Um, but, and I don't have much more to say about that other than like, Hey, they're going to be okay. You know, this is, this is how it's going to be. And, and they can finally accept it and, and move forward in whatever this is going to be. And obviously we find out what that is uh, in the princess and the scoundrel, but uh, I've always loved this moment. The the goofy realization on Han's face as, as Leia kisses him is one of my favorite things uh, that we ever get from Han. Um, so, yeah, it's my favorite Han and Leia moment <laughs> for sure. Yeah, this is one that certainly would have been like an honorable mention had we done some for this one because it's, it's such a good scene. Um and the only thing I think I'd add to it is, um, <laughs> again, just like highlighting this kind of the humor of it, like him, like just kind of like this look of stupefied wonder <laughs> at first as they yeah. kiss. What? Um, and what? I also want to just, oh, yeah. Uh, the light bulb finally yeah, goes yeah. on. <laughs> um, and it's funny because like part of me is also like, is he also thinking about, you know, just a year earlier how she like aggressively kissed her brother? Um, right. There's, and I love how Beth Revis puts that in princess and the scoundrel when Luke and Han are talking about like, yeah, like Han's like, yeah, so we're going to get married, blah, blah, blah. And they make the mention of like, yeah, didn't you like share a moment? And Luke just says to Han and I can almost just like hear it in my head. Like, like it's like a comedic scene where it's like, yeah, we're just never going to talk about that again. <laughs> um, and Han yeah. just goes, agreed. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's so yeah. good. It's so well handled. Um, but no, I mean, yeah, I, this is a really great scene. Um, and I think it, kind of continuing on it, to a similar point that you were making when you talked about Han volunteering to lead the, the strike team on Endor. Han also saying, when he comes back, I won't get in the way. This is a different Han Solo too. Like he's he's really let go of his jealousy and his selfishness. Like, okay, Leia, if you've, if you just, if there is this intrinsic connection that's just so deep for you with Luke, I don't want to get in the way of that. I want what's best for you. Cause that's really what, I mean, that's, that's the most adult form that love can take on is, I mean, true love is really wanting the best for the other person. And in the context of sometimes romance, if that sometimes means that it's not with you, that sucks. But like at the same time, it's sometimes what you just have to let go of. And, and I think this is a, mm-hmm. this is a huge moment really for Han um, where he is, he's willing to, to step aside because that's how much he loves Leia. Um, so yeah, it, it, in an yeah. interesting way then Jason, and I'm just putting these pieces together in my head now and it may, maybe I'm again, stretching, um, but stretching is important for those of us who, who work out. <laughs> Sorry. That was a really bad joke. Um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, but it, just thinking about that moment at the beginning when she rescues Han from carbonite to this moment here, these are big moments for each of them in their own way. And what I mean by that is for Leia to say, I'm someone who loves you. Leia is kind of this new person. She is somebody who, like I mentioned earlier, 
She's not just in it for the cause. She's in it for this individual too. And now you have a Han Solo who's no longer fighting for the girl, but is willing to let the person move on if that's what's best for them, even if it's not what's best for Han. Right. Um, and that's also like an interesting way. If, 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 and now I'm just going on a tangent and I apologize. And uh, I, I promise to shut up in a second. But it just has me thinking about like that moment at the end of Solo when Kira leaves. And right from Han's point of view, this is Kira has just played him and she's left. Um, you know, and she didn't do what was best for them in his mind. And here you have Han. I don't know. Yeah, I'm stretching now. Whatever. I'm just going to let this one die because I don't think I had any legs. But it just had me thinking about those scenes. All to say, yeah. great, great scene, Jason. Glad you picked it. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a fun one, uh, and yeah, the the humor of it uh, really seals it because you know part of one of one of the big things I like about Han and Leia uh, as you know as a pair on screen is the humor that comes with them, whether it's their banter. Um, but even in a tender moment like this, where they're finally getting to express their love in a situation where they're not in imminent peril of death, uh, there's still the humor of Han being slow on the uptake and an Ewok interrupting this, <laughs> you know, this moment uh, to celebrate the fact that the thing in the sky went kablooey. So, um, yeah. It's it's got kind of all the elements of Han and Leia that I really like wrapped up into one little scene. So. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a great moment. Um, What's your uh, yeah your number one? My Carl? number one is also Return of the Jedi. We're gonna stay on the forest moon of Endor, but we'll we'll go a little bit higher into the trees into Bright Tree Village, and it's the moment when uh, Han comes out to talk to Leia on the little bridge, and. She uh, she can't tell Han. Could you tell Luke? Is that who you could tell? <laughs> um, yeah. I love this scene. It's I I love it because it's a reminder of also like Han's shortcomings as a person and as a potential partner. He's got a quick temper, um, and frankly, I get it. Like I I've been known to have a, a pain in the ass kind of temper sometimes. Uh, just be a little <laughs> hot headed. Um, but again, this is a moment that also shows that he's he's grown as a person right he yeah. he's kind of hot-headed certainly and part of that hot-headedness in this moment is flared by that jealousy he still kind of feels for han and leia so connects well to your point like he's finally learned to let that go um but mm-hmm. here in this moment it's still kind of you know it's still getting under his skin like that there are things that leia shares with luke that she doesn't share with him like yeah. ooh, that's 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 tough <laughs> right like that's right. hard for him to admit to himself. But at the same time as he's stomping off, he only makes it about two steps before he realizes that the person he loves is hurting. And he immediately turns around and apologizes because Han has made this about him when it's not about him. Um, and I think this is a yeah. problem that a lot of couples see in, in partnerships um, where you make like when your when your partner is hurting, you somehow make it about yourself. Like, well, they're not giving me what I want, so screw them. But it's like, no, no, no they're hurting for a reason you don't understand, but they still need you. And and I think that's that's this moment of maturity for Hans. He understands. Whoa, hold on, <laughs> hold your blaster belt there, Han. This isn't about you. The person you love is in need. She needs you right now. Um, and when Leia turns and says, though, like I, I. I can't tell you that line from Leia has taken on a whole new meaning for me because of princess and the scoundrel. She is so terrified at the beginning of that book to tell Han that Vader is her biological father. Again, just a year earlier, that man tortured him and had him frozen in carbonite. Um, She doesn't know how he might react to it. And I think that's what it is. There's a genuine terror in her of like, Oh my God, how is Han going to react to this? Like, how is he going to treat me differently when I reveal to him what Luke just shared with me? Um, right. So I don't think because, again, I, in this moment, it's not so much she's afraid to tell him about her relationship to Luke. It's more of she's just she's feeling the terror of, oh, my God, how do I tell the man I love that Darth Vader gave birth to me? Um, well, yeah. That is, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, yes. Yes. Uh, it's my biological father. Yeah. Uh, and, and how did she still processing? Like, 
this is a huge blow for her too. Like yeah. she's, she still has to, to try and come to terms with it herself. And obviously, you know, she does what she does and she stuffs it down and does the work at hand, uh, you know, before she has the time to really deal with it because she doesn't really get to deal with it until the princess and the scoundrel. Um, so, but yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah. And, um, so in the midst of that as well, she, but what she does need from Han is just, you know, hold me. She just needs, she needs to be held. And I think what's beautiful in this moment too is, is Han is the person Leia chooses. I mean, if you think back to the Leia, we meet in a new hope and I don't think she's, she's a different character she's just opened up parts of herself that she's she's just kind of ignored in the past i don't think it's she was devoid of you know any sort of affections of these kind i think it's just she didn't have the time of day to even think about them but now that she's she's allowed these sorts of relationships to be real for her i think it's a huge testament to han of like wow she really loves you she's choosing to be this vulnerable with you. She's choosing you to be the one to hold her. Right. I think I've, I've had partners in the past who are very just kind of private people and don't trust very easily. Um, and then when they choose you as, as a person they trust, like it's, that's a pretty profound statement of their affection for you. Um, and it it feels pretty Mm -hmm. damn good when that happens. Um, so I think even as she like collapses into Han, I just, I I just love this, just the way it looks of he's, he is much taller than her. Um, and, uh, you know, like he just kind of envelopes her and it's this very beautiful, tender moment. But as he's holding her, there's also this look of confusion on his face. Cause he's just like, I don't know how to fix this. And I think this yeah. is, again, this is a problem a lot of time. And it's, this is me also making certainly a bit of a stereotype statement here, but a lot of times in relationship, men see problems as something to be solved, right? I need to fix this. Um, this person I care about has told me that they're feeling this way. Well, there's the problem. How do I fix it? And I think that's what's going on in Han's mind is he's calculating, well, how do I fix this? But sometimes the truth is, is, there is no, you're not the one to fix this. All she wants from you, Han, is to be held. And he does that. Yeah. He just holds her. And while that look of confusion is on his face and he could just be like, well, what, you know, that scene could have gone on with him being like, what's wrong? Leia? It's okay. You can tell me anything. He's just silent and just holds her. He gives her what she needs and he, he hears her for what she needs. And I think that's a really beautiful statement of, of where this relationship can go, that there's going to be lots of confusion for them down the road. But at the end of the day, they choose to hold each other when they're when they're feeling hurt. Um, so, yeah, that's yeah. why it's my favorite scene. It, it didn't used to be a couple of years back, but it, the more I've watched this movie and the more over time uh, I watch that particular scene, it's just it, the, the tenderness and the realness of that moment between them is is so beautiful. Yeah, it's 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 wonderful to see and it's heartwarming and tender and it's 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 beautiful um so i i'm not surprised this is on your list i i don't think i expected it going into the episode it to be your number one but now that we've been talking a while i could totally understand why (laughs) 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 but it's a great scene and one i'm sure we'll find ways to talk about again in the future um because it is that good of a scene and it is an important one yeah so absolutely is um, so, you know, there, there you have it, Jason. There's, there you have it, folks. <laughs> our, these are our yes. favorite Han and Leia moments. Um, but, uh, there are a lot that we left untouched. I mean, we didn't touch anything from their, their scenes in the force awakens. Um, mm-hmm. we didn't, we didn't touch lots of moments across the movies. Also, I was also even like, as I was putting lists together, I, I kind of wanted to find something from legends to put in. Um, but uh, and there there are a couple of really good Han and Leia moments in in the New Jedi Order series, but there was nothing big and specific jumping out at me. And it's like, well, if I have to go look something up, is it really a top moment, <laughs> right? Right, um, exactly. So you know, I just tried to be faithful to like whenever we do these lists, I usually just jot down the first couple things that come to my mind, and it's like, well, so, and sometimes they just come to mind because they come to mind. But I was like, with all of these, I'm like, no, 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 these are the ones that 
um, you know, when these scenes are going on, even if I've seen this movie a zillion times and I'm somewhat zoned out as it's playing, like these are the scenes that sometimes still t- they tend to grab me still. So I was like, yep, these are the ones I right. Gotta, these are the ones I got to do. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And and I will say it is a testament to Beth Revis's Princess yeah. and the Scoundrel because it changed my list. You know, yeah, that there's definitely a couple things on here that wouldn't have been on here. And the order of things uh, is definitely been shifted around. Uh, in terms of, you know, which ones are on top uh, in light of that book. So that's, I think this is a great way for us to come in and kind of look back at the films in light of, of a book that we both really enjoyed. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and that's like, to me, that's a testament. Any, any Star Wars story that makes me rethink something about star Wars or recontextualize a scene or anything like that to me, like that's really good star Wars. Um, you know, uh, so reading Beth Revis's book, like I know, I mean, I shared this on our social media and I probably even said it when we did the the episode about that book specifically, but as soon as I finished it, I was like, Ooh, I need more Han and Leia stuff. So I reread two Han and Leia legend stories, right? Like any, yeah. Anytime there's a new star Wars book or show or movie that makes me just think about other things differently. Like that's, that's to me the mark of, of good Star Wars. Um, you know, well, that's the mark of Star Wars that works well for me. I shouldn't say good Star Wars because that's purely subjective. Um, but that's the type, like, that's the type of Star Wars that gets me really excited is when I see a new Star Wars thing and I'm like, oh my gosh. And I just, I have to go like research in some way, uh, uh, something else from Star Wars that I, that I'm rethinking about. Um, so yeah. So there you have it, you know, folks, those are, those are some of our favorite moments. And as always, we love to hear what other people really love uh, when we do top lists. So we'd love to hear some of your favorite Han and Leia moments, especially the ones we may have missed. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And, and Carl, if people want to, to weigh in and, and give us those moments that uh, should have been on our lists or no, (laughs) uh, that, that people enjoy uh, that we may not have touched on, where can people do that? Well, we are on Instagram at The Wampas Lair. You can also follow us on Twitter at Wampas Lair. You can always email us at wampaslairpodcast at gmail.com. Excellent. Anything else before we close out this episode? Uh, Jason, I ain't in this for you, and I ain't in it for no revolution. I'm, I'm in it for the money. Well, if money is all you love, then that's what you'll receive. And you all will receive a new episode of the Wampus Lair podcast next week. So thank you for listening to this episode. (laughs) This has been episode number 486, top five Han and Leia moments. For Carl, I'm Jason, and we'll see you next time here in the Wampus Lair.